Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scottsy Business, and today we're going to be talking about Bitcoin, fiat, all that good stuff, because I think there's still a pretty big disconnect in why Bitcoin matters and why cryptocurrency matters and what's the issue with the current economy, the fiat system, which is like, you know, US dollars, Canadian dollars, sovereign currency from or currency from a sovereign nation. The big issue is that most people don't understand the economics behind most fiat currencies in that pretty much they're all inflationary and they're all trending down towards zero. While they're not ever going to be zero generally, uh, they're all trending down that way. And when I pose that question to most people, they're very like shocked or taken back. It's like what you think a dollar isn't a dollar. And, you know, there's all this like, for people who don't understand or don't have that basic core principle of economics that is inflation, which is simply the money is being debased every year. They're printing more. So the current vault, like the current money that's in circulation is worth less and less, but you don't feel that or it's very unseen because they're just printing more and the number value in your bank account isn't going down but what you can buy with it is going down. And I know I've covered this before, but I wanted to sort of bring this full circle and talk about this again in while we're seeing inflation at some of the worst rates that we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, and people are starting to actually notice when every single month you go back to buy eggs and the eggs cost more every single time, people are starting to wake up a little bit and see how bad inflation actually is which would then lead them to wondering, well, what's the solution? And that is crypto. For the people who don't see that as a problem or they don't understand inflation, they don't see the need for Bitcoin to begin with. And there's the disconnect that I want to kind of fill in the gap for. So let's talk about that after a quick word from my sponsors. A big thank you and shout out to my sponsor, Cake Wallet, which is an open source, non-custodial Bitcoin and Monero wallet that also has a built-in exchange. It's available on iOS and Android. Thanks again to my sponsor. So before I jump into all the stuff I want to share on my screen, I'll show you guys this uh, gold coin that I always keep around my neck. This is from 1854. This is $1 gold coin from 1854. And this helps remind me that the value, the store of wealth needs to be stored in something that is, you know, a good asset. Because if I had a $1 bill from 1854, it would still be worth $1. Uh, if not, maybe more for sentimental reasons, et cetera. I mean, they didn't have bills then, so that's not the best example. Say if I had a bill from 50 years ago, it would still be worth a dollar or whatever it was worth. Uh, it's not really going to go up aside from, you know, maybe a collector wants to buy an old bill or something and you can get a little bit more. But generally, if I were to just go to a store, a gas station and buy some food or something, uh, they're going to trade it as normal cash. This gold dollar is worth over $100 now, which helps me keep track of inflation that if you had a dollar, you know, some almost 200 years ago, uh, today it, it's up 100x in value. But the way that people look at this usually, I find is very backward because they'll say, you know, if you had a million dollars a hundred years ago today, you'd have a hundred million dollars. Or if you had $10,000, you know, a hundred years ago today, it's worth a million dollars or whatever. 
that is the wrong way of looking at it. Because if you took that $10,000 from 100 years ago and you brought it into the future and you teleported, it would still just be $10,000. The way that you actually have to look at it is money used to be worth so much more simply because uh, inflation has decimated money's value over time. Unless you had stored it in gold or real estate or any of the asset classes outside of just normal cash and, and currency. The reason that this is so important to understand inflation is you are going to be battling against this just to maintain your standard of living, let alone even making profit at this point. We are now at such a bad rate of inflation that you have to be either getting crazy raises and promotions every year, or you have to be doing amazing things with your money uh, and never making mistakes and all these kinds of things. So you have to do a lot just to break even, let alone make profit. Let's look at all that after I show you guys um, this this tweet here, which I think is really succinct, kind of similar to what I was talking about. In 1970, $1 bought you a burger. In 1995, $1 bought you a bag of chips. In 2022, $1 cannot even purchase a pack of gum. And then it says, no thanks, I'll pass on Bitcoin. It's too volatile for me. Currencies need to be stable. And it's like, yeah, the stability of fiat is that it's always going down. Bitcoin might not be stable. It might be very volatile, but you know, even though it's been around a very short time, generally it's trending up. Generally, if you zoom out and you look at the trend, it's trending up. So are most asset classes. And generally, well, pretty much not even generally, just straight up, all fiat currencies are trending down simply because of inflation. Now there's cryptocurrencies that have inflation built in and all these different things. Um, so it's not like every cryptocurrency is amazing, but good quality cryptocurrencies with good fundamentals like Bitcoin, they are probably going to keep going up. Now, this isn't financial advice and I'm not like guaranteeing or anything like that, but investing in any kind of asset is going to give you different risk exposure and benefits. If I invest in gold, uh, it might be a little safer than Bitcoin, for example, but if I want to leave the country right away, I can't bring all of my gold with me on the plane. I have to sell it. I have to get my money. I have to still go through all that process. If I want to just bring my house with me, I can't. I have to sell it. If I have to leave in one week because of something crazy, I might take a loss or you know whatever has to happen to get that money. With crypto, I can just put it in my wallet, my crypto wallet, leave, and there's no problems. And even if for some reason my wallet gets confiscated or whatever, as long as you still have the seed phrase, I can buy a new wallet. Uh, in terms of like a hardware wallet and then just restore it. Or if you just have a wallet on your phone or whatever, you can just continue using it. No problem. Cryptocurrency offers you that solution that you can't really get with most other asset types and asset classes. So that's why I'm so bullish on something like Bitcoin in going into the future, because this is a way for us to deal with these problems uh, in fiat economics, like inflation, which is like basically like a secret tax that you end up paying. And um, once you can understand why inflation is so bad and how it like, as most people just go about their day, they're not really thinking about finance. Most people don't budget. You know, most people aren't thinking about like investing. They're not thinking about how 
the value of their wealth is going down all the time. Because realistically, the whole point of fiat currency and inflation is to try to convince you to spend your money as quickly as possible and get rid of all of it and put it back into the economy so that you're not losing your buying power. But if you're buying things with gold or whatever, um, generally your buying power is going up over time. Mind you, they don't make it easy to buy things with gold uh, or crypto or anything. So there's that, you know, a little bit of friction there where the convenience of cash is why most people like cash. But uh, yeah, you, you, you need to have different venues to protect yourself and deal with these kinds of things. Inflation is getting bad. So let's actually take a look. Oh, before we do that, the second part of this tweet is, uh, meanwhile, in 2010, 10,000 Bitcoin bought you two pizzas. In 2016, 100 Bitcoin bought you a car. And this year, 10 Bitcoin can buy you a house. That's the opposite situation where it's continuing to uh, go up in value and appreciate. Now, Bitcoin is not deflationary, um, but it is always lowering its inflation rate until eventually there is no inflation because it's scarce and it stops at 21 million, mimicking the properties of gold. But it's way better than gold in many ways, like I mentioned. Also, you know, there's no counterfeit Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff. It basically just took what gold offers and improved it massively. So when we're actually looking at inflation, um, as of June, so last month, it was 9.1% in the US, which means that unless you're getting a raise of 9.2%, um, you are losing your purchasing power year over year. So if you're making $50,000 and you don't get a 9.2% raise next year, you can buy less than what you could buy this year. And um, if you're not getting raises and things, which most people are not getting, you know, 10% raises every year or, or even close to that, uh, at least lower middle class, the people who this is actually like concerning for, um, they're not getting these crazy raises. So what they have to do to maintain their purchasing power is to be investing, whether it's gold, crypto, whatever. I'm personally saying crypto is a better solution because... Uh, you know, it can't be confiscated by the government. I can bring it anywhere around the world. All the things I was mentioning before. And really, you just need to beat inflation just to break even, let alone to profit. And you could previously do that with the stock market. I mean, as you see here, like, you know, 2% inflation isn't so bad. You can, you know, make 4 or 6% in the stock market, whatever. Uh, sometimes even 7%. I've got all these articles here kind of saying everything from 2% to, uh, you know, 4% all the way to 7% and then to 10%. This is looking at the S&P over the last uh, 100 years or so. Let me just double check. No, from 1957 to last year, uh, it has an annual profit of 10.67%, which is above inflation, luckily. Mind you, this is annualized over that massive period of time. So, you know, if you if you weren't including the parts where it went way up and all that stuff, it probably isn't going to be that high. I mean, most of the uh, things that I've looked at have averaged it between five to ten percent. Um, I've seen some as low as two, as I said. I would say the average is like six to seven percent because it's hard to say exactly. But if you were getting six to seven percent currently, you're losing you know, between 
two to three percent to inflation uh, at its current value. Mind you, hopefully inflation goes down, but this also probably isn't even the real inflation rate because this doesn't include many things like shrinkflation. Um, there's much more included in shadow stats, for example, and they're saying inflation is more close to like 12.5%. Um, so what shrinkflation is, is simply when a company takes a product and they give you less. So a 400 gram bag of chips is $5. Uh, you go back to the store, it's still $5, so no inflation, but now it's 390 grams of chips. So they're just giving you less. Or um, the other way that shrinkflation works is people will switch to a worse brand to save money. And that's not really taken into account for shrink uh, for inflation because they're going off of the prices of things. But in that instance, the price isn't really changing. It's just people switching to something that's cheaper. So there's ways that inflation is kind of hidden in, in those types of things. But that's why I think the official one is below what it really is. And that's why it's probably closer to like 12. Either way, well above what you should expect to get as a return in the stock market. So you cannot rely on just stocks or just getting raises or even stocks and raises. You might still just be breaking even or just above. You need to kind of at this point go a little bit more risk averse um, or taking on more risk rather and doing something like Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. The problem is people get in and they start investing in like NFTs, like their art connoisseurs and then the NFTs, like they don't make any money on them and don't get into the rabbit hole of all this random stuff. I mean, if, if you're just getting into investing, your first investment should not be art. Uh, it should be the most basic stuff possible. Bitcoin, Ethereum, some stocks, some gold, you know, keep it very, very simple, like an index or ETF in the stock market, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and some gold is probably your best way to get started. None of this financial advice because, you know, there's no perfect way. Nothing is guaranteed, all that good stuff. But you have to be very cognizant that if you're not going above and beyond to make more money or grow your wealth via investing, you are going to be at a deficit. And it won't be until times like now where inflation is rising month over month and people are very clearly seeing the price of everything going up month over month. And now people are finally starting to realize the problem of that is inflation because before it wasn't so pronounced, they weren't seeing it as obviously. So it was like very much out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. Again, most people are not budgeting. They're not thinking about their finance every day. They're not worrying about the rate of inflation. Most people don't even know about how inflation really affects their life. They might know the definition, but they don't really see how it affects their day-to-day -day life and their spending and where they have to invest and how they at least have to just break even or break above that and get and make some profit to be able to just sustain their living, let alone save for the future or buy a house or whatever. So that is uh that's my take on uh on the current economy uh it's not very good but you know i think things like bitcoin and ethereum and other cryptocurrencies that have really good tokenomics and fundamentals while it's risky and it's volatile it's necessary to be in stuff like that just to beat 
inflation. Remember, if all you do is save your money, all you're doing is ensuring, guaranteeing that your money will be worth less a year from now than it is currently. With, with investing, you are making a calculated, taking a calculated risk that your money might be worth less, but it might be worth substantially more too. It's just about when you sell. If you know you're in a very quality asset, just don't sell when it goes down, buy the dips, try to sell once it goes up. Take your profits where you can. If you want to go and check out my 20 rules for investing to successfully invest, me personally, even though I didn't sell the top, unfortunately, I did manage to sell the top of, uh, I didn't sell the top of Bitcoin and crypto, but I sold the top of the stock market and uh, I started investing in November of 2019. And to this day, I've amassed about $170,000 um, just, you know, working a normal job, uh, you know, like 50, 60 K a year type thing. Um, you know, a little bit above average, but pretty modest. And then just saving, living with roommates, being frugal, putting all that money in dollar cost averaging into cryptocurrency to keep my wealth so that I know I'm good to go. Let me know though. Am I off on this? Um, do you think inflation is going to go back down soon? Do you think this is like, over like, you know, a little blown out of proportion, or do you agree? Do you think crypto is the solution to this problem? Uh, do you think many people do truly understand uh, the economy and like how inflation is affecting their daily lives? Um, am I off on this? Like, do does a lot of people know and they just aren't taking these things into account or they don't have the means to? I'm very, very strong in the belief that, you know, most people are not taking their finances seriously enough. Uh, and I know that because most people don't have like a budget and they're not like calculating what they're spending every single day. And they're not keeping track of this stuff because as the saying goes, you cannot improve something that you do not track. So if you're not tracking your finances, it's very hard to improve them effectively. I mean, of course you can get a raise, you could do all these things, but there's also lifestyle inflation where as people make more money, they spend more money. And it tends to run very parallel with uh, as you make more, you spend more. Most people will fall into that trap because they're not tracking it. They're not staying on top of it. They're not figuring out exactly how much they need to beat inflation and just be profitable. Take a second. Keep track of this. Be more conscientious about it. Let me know all that good stuff in the comments below. Is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the solution to this problem is something else. Is it gold? Is it real estate? You let me know uh, and let me know what you're trading and, and how you think things are going to go in the future. Are you bullish on crypto? Let me know in the comments below and also comment hashtag number one ham to let me know that you watched the whole video to the very end. So I know that you watched the whole video. And uh, anyways, thanks for watching. I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Sconcy Business signing off. Cheers.